If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. Oh, we are back with another episode of Oversharing with me, Erica Shea, and I'm really excited for this episode. I actually decided to bring my friend Alana from the podcast Seeing Other People back because I had this epiphany recently that texting has completely ruined dating. Like, I believe that the reason that dating has become so much of a struggle for so many people is because of texting and like the expectations we put on it and the pressure we put on it. And I just think that texting has ruined dating. So we're going to dive into that here in just a second. And um, I'm really excited. I think Alana is really, really smart and has a lot of experience when it comes to the dating world. I know you guys loved the last episode with her. So I'm very happy she's back. And let's just jump into it right now. Okay, so I had to bring back Alana Dunn from seeing other people, obviously, for this topic, because I felt like I was not capable of handling it and communicating it by myself. So Alana, thank you for coming back. Here's the thing, though. Nobody's capable of handling this topic because it has just gotten so out of hand. It has gotten completely out of hand. And everyone I've talked to and like over years has such different opinions about this. And my general feeling is very clear. It is that texting has ruined dating. And I I couldn't agree more. Like I, and I'm so interested to hear you say that as someone who is in a relationship. Like I wondered if maybe it was just me, right? Like maybe it's just because I'm single and it makes it so much more challenging. But as someone who's in a relationship, you have this whole other side of like insight. And I even think that texting in relationships is kind of tricky because we basically have this demand of people. Like we now expect so much from people when we're not actually with them. And like, right. I, I don't know why it suddenly hit me that this is not healthy. It's, I think, my least favorite part about dating culture. And I think it's one of the reasons why dating is so difficult these days. And I think it's a mix. It's a mix of dating apps, meaning that texting is actually how your relationship begins. Yes. And if you don't text the way they want you to text, then you don't even get to go on a date. That's true. When in reality, if you just bit the bullet and went on the date, you never know if you could have met someone who then you actually have really great chemistry with. Exactly. Um, I, I always wonder how many missed connections and missed relationships occur yeah. Because, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my dog is just like licking my face. Literally right just so in love with you. Be, but how many of these missed relationships occur because there was some disconnect right. on the phone when there would not have been in real life? Right. So something that's going on is like, I'm actively dating right now. I, and I wouldn't say I am seeing someone. I have been on dates with someone. I am still dating other people like fully. But I was talking to one of my friends about one, like the person I'd been on multiple dates with, and we were talking about texting. She specifically is a married friend of mine. Love her. She'll probably know who she is when she hears this. But she specifically asked about like how often we're talking. And when I said like, oh, it's, you know, it's here and there, but it's like at least once a day, la la la. She's like, I don't think that's a good thing. And it, it made me angry. Like not at her, not at anyone, not at him, not at anything. It's just like, I'm so angry that this is what we base our relationship health off of. Yeah. 
not and, about how things are going on the date. Right. How the communication is if you're getting vulnerable, if you're opening up, if you're connecting, but about how is the texting? How often are you texting? How's right. that vibe? And I think that's something when I was single, that's where all of my dating anxiety came from. It had nothing to do with what actually was going to happen no. on the date. The second I got home from the date, I would lose my shit because I knew now, now here's where the overthinking comes in. Right. Here's where the panic is going to set in because of what's going to happen between this moment and when I see this person again, if I see this person again. Even right. though in this moment, I might be so confident that date was amazing. Me and this person connected and like each other and will see each other again. 36 hours later, I might think, oh, this person hates me. Right. All because maybe they haven't sent a follow-up text. And and part of me is like, I think it's I think it's great when someone sends a text saying, that was great. Let's do it again. Just because then you know at some point you're going to plan things together. You're going to do this again. And I also think it's like, as the woman, I send that text. I'm not afraid to. I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, the guy should always send it. But it's when that text then turns into, so are we supposed to go back and forth until we see each other again? We're supposed to talk nonstop until we go on a second date that I think is a problem. Yeah. Like at this point, you've been on one date. You've spent like one to four hours together. You still don't know each other. There is no good reason that you should now be wrapped up in each other's lives. Right. Okay. So here's my thing is how do we, how do we take away that expectation of starting to talk and text every day all the time after the first date? Like how do we set that boundary? Not even just for someone else, but for ourselves to stop expecting it. I think part of the reason that we expect it or feel like we need it is because we want that reassurance. Yeah. And we don't know where else to get it from in that moment. And I think the answer is you have to find a way to give it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's a few ways to do that. And one thing that I started doing that really helped me was the second the date was over, whether, you know, maybe I got in an Uber home or they walked me home and I'm going up my elevator and getting into my apartment. The second I'm in that Uber, the second I'm in my apartment, before I text a friend to update them how it went, before I open social media, I would open the notes app on my phone and I would write down, here's how the date went. Here's how I feel right now. Here's how we left off. Am I excited about this person? Did I like feel great with them? Here are things that we laughed about. Here are things that like, eh, they're okay about this person. Not my favorite. Will I die if I don't see this person again? No. But I had a great time and I do think I will see them again. Yeah. And so I had that for 36 hours later when I would start to spiral because I hadn't heard from them or, um, you know, I texted them something and they hadn't answered in an hour mm-hmm. instead of, you know, what I would usually do, which is text my best friend saying like, this person hates me. I don't know what I did. Like, I'm never right. going to see them again. I'm never going to hear from them again. I'm getting ghosted. I would instead open my notes app, look at that note and say, okay. Alana, chill the F out. The date went great. You had a great time, but you're not going to die if you don't see this person again. And that's something that like, I think I struggle with a lot. I spiral really bad to the point where it's not just that it's not, oh, I'm going to die if I don't see them again. It's I will never find another person. I will always be alone if I never hear from this person again. And I think that's partially my age. And that's partially just like the, I've been like, really at it with the dating thing for a while. 
But it's so, I've never thought to just with only your own thoughts, go in and write out how the date went. Because I also think we get caught up when telling our friends and talking to people about it, about funny things or even bad things. And we're not actually checking in on like, no, I thought it was only okay, but my friends thought, oh, what a funny story that was, blah, blah, blah. And then you get excited and then you think it's fun. You also end up spending so much time putting this person on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And the more, here's what I found, the more you talk to your friends about them, the more you convince yourself that you need them and that they're suddenly this part of you. And this is the beginning of this magical fairy tale love story. And so I think really, you know, even limiting the number of people you're telling about your dates, like in the first few dates, I think that will help ground you and kind of keep you on track of like, you met a person, you're into them, you went on a date, but they're not your whole world. And you were a whole complete full person before them. You still are today. And if you never hear from them again, you will still be tomorrow. Right. That's such a good lesson. And, and I go through waves. Sometimes I tell a million people about a date. Sometimes I'm on like third date and I'm like, oh, guess what? I've been on three dates, whatever. Um, I'm definitely, I lean towards let me tell everyone immediately just because of who I am as a person. Right. But it's such a good lesson to learn is like maybe reel back. And, you know, recently I had, my mom was like, oh, have you been dating? And I had to be like, yes, but I'm not telling you anything because I can't handle having to tell you it didn't work out again. Like, I I just can't go through that again. Um, In terms of like early texting, I mean, I think that there are some genuine things that there are genuine signs, right? Like at what point do you say you were saying 36 hours? At what point, if you haven't heard from someone, do you just cut your losses? I think, honestly, after 24 hours, if you don't hear from someone after a date, I would just like kind of tuck that away and like, okay, that sucks. I had a good time, but like, it is what it is on to the next. Yeah. And here's the thing I've heard, like my boyfriend, Jake, I have heard him FaceTiming his friends where they said they had a great date. Definitely want to see the girl again, but they're going to like wait a day to follow up. And I'm like, what is like, no, why are you doing that? Poor that girl who is sitting there thinking this guy hates me and wants nothing to do with me because if he liked me, he would be texting me right now. Right. I think if you if you had a good time, no matter what gender, no matter who asked who on the date, if you had a good time, let the person know that within 24 hours. Yeah. I think what gets complicated is when people follow these strict rules of like, well, I can't text them the next mm-hmm. morning because then I'm interrupting their thought process or what? because they have to. T- have you not heard that rule? No, their thought process. Yep. I, I don't know if I understand what that means. So they're thinking about you after the date. And if you interrupt them, they might get the ick. There is there is a big dating influencer okay. podcaster who has this set of rules. And one of them is like, if you are the girl, you cannot text the guy to thank them for the date. One, you've already hopefully thanked them. Sure. But two, it interrupts their thought process of like deciding if they want to see you again. And you're inserting yourself into it and being like, hi, like pick me. I need you. Interesting. I guess in some ways I, I get the psychology behind that. But on the other hand... You should know if you want to see me again when you leave the first, like the date. I the, yeah. the one time I did not text somebody thanking them, it actually got back to me that they told their friend that I didn't thank them. 
Oh my God. Mind you, I thanked them seven times in person. Right. But if it wasn't over text, then see, this is why texting has ruined everything because it used to be that you would meet someone in real life and you would go on a date and you would honestly have, you couldn't be texting leading up to the date. You'd meet them. They'd plan a time and a place and you'd hope they showed up. And then also this has never been dating in my lifetime, but I'm just, I think that this was the way to do it. Because you would meet them, you'd go, you know, hope they show up, you guys hang out, you talk, and they hopefully call in the next couple days. And now it's gone from like a three-day window to like honestly a 12-hour window before you start to panic. When I watch Friends, I get so jealous. Yeah. It's not fair. That's exactly what I was thinking of. What I would give to have to like wait by the phone right? like get get a message from someone. Right. But you brought up a really good point where... It used to be that you wouldn't text a lot before the date because no. you weren't able to. And I think that is one of the biggest things that texting has ruined where mm-hmm. suddenly you are creating this entire persona. Yes. You have an image in your head of exactly who this person is. Maybe you've been texting nonstop for five days. Right. Maybe it's been five weeks. I literally have had people ask me questions. Like they'll write in to send in listener questions saying me and this person have been texting every day for a month and we haven't met in person yet. They don't feel ready. I'm like, first of all, like, no, literally block them. But, But to be texting every day for a month before meeting, and I get it when it was 2020 and it was COVID and you couldn't, Sure, that's all you could do. Fine. Like we all needed human connection, but you should not be texting somebody for more than a week before going on a date. No. And even in that week, it should not be a constant flow of no. communication. You should plan the date and then see each other on the date. And the only times the or my like actual worst dates are when I've talked to someone too much before it because you have nothing really to talk about or you know enough that you know super quickly if this is not going to be a good date versus sussing it out while you're there. Um, I recently had someone try and pop back into my life after we had texted, not nonstop, um, here and there for over a week. And then he just wasn't making the commitment to ask me out. And so I was like, I'm over this. I'm not going to text him again. And then he reached out again and apologized. And I'm actually going to go out with him. Um, Hell yeah, you it, are. it was a 2.30 a.m. DM, which I don't love, but he said all the right things. And I'm like, what harm is one drink with this person who I really liked when we were texting? So listen, let me tell you, my friend Jenna, she had met this guy in London like four years ago when she like spent six months there for work. Mm-hmm. She like fell in love with him. He was like, the one that got away. Years go by. She's still thinking about him, missing him, wanting to reach out. He responded to an Instagram story that she posted on St. Patty's Day last year in 2022 Uh um, and just sent a four-leaf clover. We did the time change. It was like 2 or 3 a.m. That's all he sent, a four-leaf clover. They have not spoken in years. Oh, my gosh. Because of that four-leaf clover, middle-of-the-night drunk text DM, they are now in a relationship for almost a year now from New York to London. Oh, my gosh. And she's moving there next year. No. Wow. Okay. So sometimes like, go ahead and shoot your shot. You never know. Uh, You literally never know. But we put so much weight on like the conversation prior. And I definitely found myself being like, 
with everyone ever that I've talked to for more than maybe a day or two before we actually plan a date. I think there's so much like weight on this conversation. You're like, we know them so well, but like, you just, you just don't. So I think we said this on the last episode, like just get off your phone and like plan the date and just go. You could also get into the situation where you have the best textual chemistry. Right. And you get so excited and you have such high hopes. And then you get there and within five minutes, you're like, oh, there is nothing here. And that's so disappointing. And there's no reason to be setting yourself up for that disappointment. There are enough disappointments in dating as is. (laughs) There sure are. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, Sad to say. How do you suggest, or if you have any tips for taking away like the, the immediate, the need for like immediate feedback, like, I guess it's, yeah, writing to yourself about it, but say it's been two, three, four dates. I still think that's too early to be nonstop volleying with texts. Like it's, it's too much. It depends. If you're the type of person who, here's the thing. It depends if you're a texter or not a texter. And it depends if you and the person that you're texting with and going on dates with, are they also a texter or are they not a texter? And that's something where if you can find out somehow like on your first date that this person is not a texter, that will just give you so much calmness. Right. When they're not texting you back, you know, it's not because they don't like you. It just is because they're not a texter. That aside, I think one thing that's really helpful is to just make the next plan. You don't have to wait around for them to make the next plan because the second that plan is made, even you can ask like, Hey, like had a great time last weekend or like what, like, what are you doing on Thursday or Friday? Or would love to see you this weekend trying to figure out my schedule, pick a night. Right. You know, it's not desperate to say pick a night. That doesn't mean like, oh, I'm holding every night for you. It's just like, oh, well, like I right now have both nights free. Like, let me know where I'm prioritizing seeing you. And what a lovely thing that is. Yeah. But in my experience, the second I had that next date planned, it literally didn't matter. Yeah. The texting cadence, what was being said, because I knew like, okay, I can calm down right now because I know that we have a date set up. That's something that I've been like really struggling with as I've been like dating a lot more since my last breakup. But I feel like it's the anxious attachment in me that I want both. Like I, I want the date planned and I feel myself needing like the hit. And I actually saw a TikTok that was like, it's a literal hit of like dopamine. It is when you get a test. And I've been working really hard to be like, okay, we can, if we have one or the other, like, chill a little. But even when, you know, I had a date planned this last weekend and even then most of that day had gone by and I was like, oh my God, am I getting stood up? It's like, no, you're, they're literally just like, they have a life and they're doing things. And so do you, by the way. So go on with your life. They're going to show up for the date. And I, and lo and behold, they did, by the way. Um, And so I like worried for nothing. And I think that the more that we can train our brains to like not freak out, obviously the better we're going to be. I think one thing that's important to think about is in those moments, what if? Yeah. What if you never hear from them again? You'll be sad for a bit, but you'll be okay. Right. Like, What is the worst thing that is going to happen if you don't hear from them again? If they don't text you back, if they are ghosting you, literally nothing. You will be sad and annoyed And then next week, you will already be focusing on somebody else. 
How do we train ourselves to think that better though? Because I go, like I was saying, I go dark, like I go dark place. So, you know, like that feeling of getting ghosted is really bad. So how do we take the power away from them? Is it just removing them from the pedestal? I think it's putting yourself on the pedestal instead. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, you're the prize, you're the best bitch. But like, you're trying to find somebody who wants to be with you and who loves you for you and sees all of these amazing things in you because you are amazing. Right. And so if this person is ghosting you, first of all, anyone who ghosts, like you have to remember that ghosting is not about you. It has nothing to do with you. It is everything about them. It is a reflection on them, their lack of communication skills, their lack of maturity. And anybody, I firmly believe anybody who is capable of ghosting is not also capable of being in a healthy relationship. So if you get ghosted, say thank you next because they did you a favor and they're showing you like, hey, I wasn't ready for this. Sorry, you're just kind of a casualty of my immaturity right now. Right. And, you know, we all have those. Even if we've communicated it kind of, like there's been people who have like let phase out, but it was very clear. Like that was just because it was a time that I wasn't ready at all. Yeah. And if you worry that you're being, this isn't answering your original question, but on on that note, if you worry that somebody is, you know, kind of slow fading you or ghosting you, why not just rip the bandaid and say, Hey, I just wanted to kind of clear the air. I feel like things have kind of been fizzling out or you're not really interested anymore. If so, like, just let me know. I'd appreciate hearing that message. If not like, great, let's set up another date. Right. It could totally be a miscommunication. And chances are, if you feel it, it's likely that it's happening. Totally. But you would rather know. Similarly to if you're texting after a second or third date mm-hmm. and you're texting and texting has been like fine, but you don't have that next date plan. Why not put yourself out of the misery and just ask them about the next date? Right. I, I, I don't know why I'm saying because guess what? I am the one who just- Because I told you to do that. To do I told I you know. to do that. <laughs> it's I, so it, much it better to just out. know. It, it is. is so much better to just know than sit there wondering and questioning and saying what if and thinking of all these bad scenarios that are not going to happen because right. again, you'll be okay. It's just so much better to know. It and is so much better when to I've know. talked to all of my guy friends and Jake, like guys like when girls take the initiative, they're sick of having to do everything. So like be bold and put yourself out there. You're not going to get what you want by like sitting on your ass and waiting for it to come to you. Okay, as someone with a lot of male intel, thanks to Jake, um, or if you've ever talked about this, do they think through – like, I feel like as women, we, like, look at it's been four hours, it's been this many hours. Do they care at all? You didn't even have to finish that sentence. Yeah. Do they think? No. No. (laughs) No. They they just live and they go about their lives. And, like, yeah, if they like someone, obviously, like, they're hoping that you text them back. But, like, if you – Like if I were to have taken a few hours to text Jake back in the early days, and we've talked about this because I was like talking to other people when I first met him. And so I wasn't that invested in our texting and he could tell. But if I took like five hours to text him back, he wouldn't also wait five hours. He would just respond. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know how we fix this. Like the only option is for like, as a society, we're like, let's just like cut the texting out of the first three weeks of a relationship or of dating. I will say like when I watch people dating on reality shows, I'm like, I'm jealous of them because yeah, while they're in cameras, 
they don't have their phones. All of their interactions are in person. I would take the million cameras over texting. I really would at this point because I'm like, I would rather just know and be encouraged to have more upfront conversations than to sit here and wonder and question and really overthink even just words on a screen. It's so exhausting. I need it to be fixed. I really do. Um, Is there a way, I have questions written down that I wanted to ask you. I mean, do we think that there is a way to literally, I don't think there is. There's no way to date without texting. You'd have to be very, very like, hey, just call me when you want to talk. And no one's going to do that. I mean, Erica, why don't you try this? The next person that you meet, whether whether it be in person, whether it be this person that you, that's lends your DMs that you're going to end up going out on the state with. Sure. Why don't you say like, I'm so sick of texting. My friend and I were like talking about this and <laughs> I kind of want to do this crazy experiment where I just don't text the, like the next person I'm going on dates with. Like, are you down for that? Like, well, we can call if we need to talk, but what do you think? Oh my God. Why not? I, I got like giddy by the idea because like, <laughs> honestly, also like seeing a guy's name on your phone when they're calling is such a great like feeling. Um, and it's so much better than a text. Cause sometimes I get stressed out about texts, like whole thing, but that's a good idea. I, I want to say I'm 100% all in, but I'm like 80% in. Why not? Can I set up the first date and then go from there? Yes. On the date. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I like that idea a lot and I think it could be helpful for people. Or you could put it in an, a prompt in your profile. Oh, that's good. Like I'm really over texting. I'm over texting. Like who's down to set get up a date? Get to know each other by dating and, and calling. Get to know each other. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I'll change one of my, my prompts later today. And think about how many people just from seeing that are going to be inspired and be like, wow, <laughs> this girl, not only is, like, I like what this girl has, is onto, but it's a wow, revolution. Like, she's right. <laughs> Texting when dating sucks and we should all stop doing it. This girl is changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, match at a time. Gosh, right? Okay. So the last thing that I really need us to get into, and I think that Obviously, we've all thought about this before. We've all like done the spiral of this in our heads. The issue with he didn't text me back, but he watched my Instagram story. It means fucking nothing. It literally okay, you means. You know what it means? Yes. You know what it means? It means he's on the toilet. That's when all of my Instagram story watching gets done. It literally means nothing. And let me let me explain because I have this anxiety from the other side where I will have Jake will have texted me, my friends, my parents. I will have like not say not not a humble brag of popularity but like I'll have like 10 on red text sure. at a time sometimes when I'm just like I go in phases where I'm just like not responding to text I'm doing work I'm whatever totally and I will watch stories and then all of a sudden I'm like fuck like I hope they don't see that I watched their story and didn't respond to their text they're gonna think I'm ignoring not personal them. it has nothing to do with them I'm literally not ignoring them I'm just like trying to get shit done and then got distracted down the rabbit hole of my phone like but I'm not ignoring them and I don't want them to think that. Right. It, they are two completely different things. Think of it this way. Responding to a text and watching an Instagram story are two different rooms. So sure. in, in your brain. So, yeah. you know, you walk into your house and your house is your phone. You have to choose what room to go to. And 
the watching an Instagram story or scrolling TikTok room, that's like your restroom. That's like your brain is not on. You're not thinking. You're not right. doing. You're Low just energy. existing. You have to walk all the way across the house into the other room, into the texting room to actually like sit there, think about what you're going to say, think about what you want to say, like process what people are saying to you and text them back. So it's literally like two different things are happening here. They're not the same. Just because someone's on their phone, like, yes, they see that you've texted them. Right. They are going to get back to you. Yeah. Them watching your story does not mean that they are intentionally ignoring you. They're just doing something else. Okay. That's good advice. <laughs> Cause I'm like, it's Easier intentional. Said than done. Totally. But it's then, not, but it's not because how many times have you done it? I was thinking literally yesterday I had a text from someone that I needed to respond, but I was like, Oh, but I'm on meetings right now. But guess what I'm doing during the meetings, watching Instagram stories because it yep. requires no energy from my brain. And I was just like checking in on stuff and it just goes to the next one. So it doesn't really matter. Like it, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's two different rooms in a house. Yeah. So. so just think of it, the flip side of the situation, like, oh, I've done this too. And it meant nothing when right. I was doing it. I think that's important for all of it too, because sometimes it's like, you can be like, oh, I had, or like, maybe they're having a busy day, but doesn't that mean they should still be texting me back? And it's like, sometimes I have a busy day and I can't even get to them for hours and that's fine. Have I told you, or have I said this on, on oversharing about when Jake and I had our first date and the texting that went down that day? Yes. Okay. How you hadn't heard from him, right? I hadn't heard from him. And my friends were telling me, you're getting stood up. This date's not right. happening. Don't bother. Don't go. And I'm like, well, let me like just check in with him. Maybe he's had a busy day. Right. And they're like, Alana, that's so desperate. Like, do not text him. Are you crazy? And I texted him at like five o'clock. Like, hey, like, hope you had a, had a good day. Are we still on for tonight? And he yeah. was like, was about to text you. Sorry. Like crazy day at work. Like, can't wait to see you there. Yeah. And look where you are now, living together with a dog, <laughs> living the life. Yep. Yeah, I think that we just get so, I think there's so much overthinking that, I almost said oversharing. <laughs> there's so much overthinking that Both. comes with, yes, that comes with the concept of social media and texting and all of these things with dating that like, if we just got to the point a little faster, like we could solve a lot of the issues. And I think in the same way that you were saying, even if you get the feeling that someone's phasing you out, why don't you just ask what's going on? Because then you're going to know and you're going to be able to be done and move on. It's so much better to know. Yeah, it is. The the unknow, what? The unknown, the unknown is the word. That's the worst part of all of this. And I think even what I was saying earlier is like, sometimes I go to that place of like, well, I'm just going to be alone forever now. It's because the unknown of when I'm, gonna finally not have to do this anymore kills me I wish more than anything there was a way to know like you will meet somebody you will be happy you right. will have all these things that you want so badly and like to just to know that because imagine how much more you would enjoy this time in your life if you knew that if I yeah, right. If if someone could just tell me, yeah, you will end up getting married or even having a life partner. You'll end up with a family as you want. If someone could tell me that, I would have so much fun on all of these dates because I'd be like, oh my God, it literally could be this person. And if it's not, it doesn't matter. Because there's someone else that I right. will find. Because that means 
in two weeks, I might trip on the sidewalk and the person who helps me up is my soulmate. Like, uh, okay, okay. We're not a rom-com here. That's but also yes, never it's happened possible. in the history of ever. But right. Like, okay, another, another experiment. Go tripping around San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, God, this girl's got a lot of scrapes on her knees. Is she okay? No. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, you're right. I do wish that there was just a way to check in with like yourself at the end of your life and say, did it happen? Because we're not even in the end of your life in five years or 10 years. Like yeah. I, that's, if only I knew, right. Like, if only I had known what I know now that like, I would meet somebody and I'd be okay. Like I literally wasted the majority of my twenties just judging myself and being hard on myself for being single and feeling like I wasn't deserving of love because the idiots I was dating were right. right for me. Totally. I, yeah, it is so complex. And turning 30, I'm actually going to do an entire episode on turning 30 because I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I actually think turning 30 can be great, but turning 30 when everyone around me is married, having babies, like I feel like I'm drowning this week because it's, it's the start of my birthday month. And I'm like, it feels like the end of the world. And I know it's not. And it's less about turning 30 and more about like the clock is ticking. And here I am trying to decipher text messages and DMs from guys, but it's scary. Well, why can't you redefine what turning 30 means? I'm going yourself. to try. <laughs> I am definitely trying to. And I think one of the things is, and I'll, I'll get into this more in a whole episode, but, but part of the thing is I love my life, but there's a piece missing. It's like a literal puzzle with a piece missing. And so it's hard not to focus on the hole. Like if you have a cup of water that has a hole in it, like you're going to be freaking out about the hole versus yeah. the cup of water. So, yeah. But, but it's not that there's a hole. You know, the rest of you isn't falling out of the bottom. It's that there's still space in there and yeah. you want it to be filled up. Sure. But it's not a hole. I guess There's so. just room. It feels like quicksand. <laughs> yeah. It feels like you turn third. But no, I'm really working on like ways before I record the episode. It, I want to have like ways that I can actively change that perception I have of myself. Because it's so funny when other women turn 30, I don't think about that. I'm, I'm not worried about their biological clock. I'm worried about if they're happy. And yeah. at and the like, end of the day, I am. They're 30 and they've accomplished all of these incredible things and they're crushing it in their job. And I know. Like, it's so, it's so unfortunate how we talk to ourselves and how we see ourselves. Like, I think if I had like one wish for like a way to change society, and like the world is that we could see ourselves the way other people see us. Wouldn't it be fascinating? Like truly fascinating. And maybe there's some people in this world who have that superpower and Godspeed to them. Good. Yeah. I, I, I'm not one of them. I'm slowly maybe. working on that in therapy. Okay. Lots and lots of therapy, <laughs> but all that to say, we somehow got there after talking about texting and I appreciate it so much. But Alana's actually been sick all week, so I am going to let you go. But thank you so much for doing this. I needed someone to vent about it with. Thank you for having me. Also, this was the highlight of my week, and I'm really <laughs> glad that my sniffles held off. Um, but thank you for having me back. Like, I feel like every like other month, we're just going to like keep having each other on our right? shows. Now I'm like, this is perfect. This will Yes. Um, I did ask. I started a new question for guests, and I started it after I had you last. So this is fun. Woo! 
What is the thing you would tell your 10 years ago self today? Literally, we just talked about like, oh, you're going to be okay. <laughs> like, just like have fun and don't be too hard on yourself. And um, yeah. Have fun it's, and it's don't all, be too hard on yourself. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. That's exciting. Well, um, I hope myself in 10 years can tell myself today to like chill the fuck out. She can. She, can. <laughs> she, she will. will. She will. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alana. And again, you guys, you can find Alana on TikTok. It's Alana.done. Or you can find her on Instagram at seeing other people. Her podcast is amazing. I really recommend it to people who are dating. Or like if you're married and you want to understand your friends' dating lives a little more because you want to be able to help when they need help here's talking to me to my friends like hey this is a really great podcast to listen to but seeing other people is such an amazing podcast and I'm just super thankful that Alana always takes her time to join us also I did another episode with her recently so go check all those out again find her on social and as for this podcast please rate subscribe share with a friend leave a review and you can find me on Instagram at Erica Shea with three A's if you don't follow me there already okay I love you guys I hope you have a great week